You know, it's interesting because it feels like there was a part of myself that was buried and I dug her back up. Are you a mom with a story to tell but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on. But that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these mums right. Hey mums, are you struggling to figure out how to build your writing life while working a full-time day job? Even if you're planning on pursuing the traditional publishing route, there can be a lot to master, such as pitching to agents. And today's guest is here to remind you not to worry too much about it. Sometimes good enough is enough. Brandy LaRue is a mom and a full-time nurse whose debut romantic suspense novel is currently on submission, which is the part when your agent tries to sell your project to a publisher. Brandy is a newcomer to publishing, having only very recently started novel writing. And in this episode, she shares how being okay with doing things a little messy sometimes has helped her get where she is today while juggling momming and a day job. Please welcome Brandy LaRue. Hello, Brandy. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. So what are you most excited about right now? I am excited because on my work in progress, I finally got to the point like where the characters start taking over and I'm almost along for the ride, if that makes sense. I'm a pantser. So it kind of feels like the only thing I can describe is like when I was a sports person, when I got in the zone and it felt like mm. I wasn't choosing things anymore and my body was just doing them. That feels like what this, when I hit the sweet spot in my writing. So I did that mm. today before uh, at the gym using their daycare. <laughs> I like got some writing done. And so that's what I'm most excited about right now, as far as this present day. Yeah, that is a really cool part of writing, isn't it? When you get to that part where it's like it is written and you're just now in the flow, like things are, you've set things up so that it can happen. I know there's some people that don't see and hear and all that when they're reading or writing, they just have words flashing, but I'm very, very much like a movie is unfolding. Mm. And with the work in progress that I'm on submission with and with this one, it just kind of, it felt like I would sit down to write and then I'd be surprised where the story went because it was totally random and, and not plotted out. It was just kind of like, I knew generally where the story was going to go, but how it got there was completely the characters. And it feels very much like, I don't know, like I'm a conduit for the story and I'm not really in charge as much as I think I am. So it's, it feels really good when I reach that because I just had one I had to put away for a while because I plotted it all out. And oh. every single word felt like I was pulling and pulling and pulling and it wasn't coming naturally. So I've got to come back to that later. Oh, interesting. And I, that's an interesting tension. So because you identified as a pantser, but mm -hmm. you mentioned this one where you were struggling with it, you were plotting it. So do you find that you just have to 
go with your intuition. Otherwise it kind of stifles. It's almost like I can have an idea of an outline, but if I don't feel like the characters have come to life in the first couple chapters where their motives and things are leading and I'm trying to force them to something because I don't really know who they are yet. That's mm-hmm. what I got stumbled on in this one. Mm-hmm. And I think I made a mistake of like sending it off and having it read when I only had like 30,000 words done. And I was, mm-hmm. I then started questioning my own self, mm-hmm. but this is all new to me. I've never worked with anybody. I've never finished a book. Actually, the book has, that's on submission right now is the first book that I have written a beginning, a middle and an end. So it's kind of weird to be writing another piece and have someone give me feedback because I've never even, it feels like completely brand new. There's a lot of firsts there. That's super exciting. And I want to hear more about that 30,000 words. You mentioned your story about getting a literary agent. Can you, that's your backstory. Take us, take us to your backstory. I was a newspaper reporter for years before I became a nurse, which I am now. I'm a labor and delivery nurse. And when I was writing in the newspaper, I didn't feel the need to be creative and all that stuff mm. because I was using that muscle. And so I stopped doing writing for fun. And then I was in school, right? And so I wasn't very interested in doing anything beyond reality TV when I wasn't using my brain for school. And then I was figuring out how to be a nurse and having kids and all that. And so I kind of put away that part of myself for years and years and years. And then I was home on medical leave and I started thinking about writing, but I realized I wasn't reading and I knew I needed to remind myself how stories were structured and things. And so I started reading a bunch. Book talk was a big part of that because it's like a phenomenon and I'm just on there loving the shared experience of reading and how everyone's fallen in love with it again. And I'm totally on board with all that now. And as I started reading more, I was like instantly really, the stories started coming to my mind and I decided just to see what would happen. I said to my husband, I don't care what comes of this because this is so much fun finally feeling mm. like this, this story is coming out of me and I'm not forcing it and I'm just enjoying the process because at one point I think I gave myself like, like I giggled kind of like when you get a text message from a hot guy or something and you're just like, Woo! <laughs> like I gave that to myself while writing and I was like, this is super fun. Yeah. And, and so I, it happened to be NaNoWriMo. Like I went into... Mm. NaNoWriMo in November with 18,000 words on the page that I had just started. And then that 1,600 words a day uh, standard also felt like a sense of community. And I was like, okay, I'm going to power through and whatever is done at the end of the month is done. And it ended up finishing that month. Like I got, I get home from my full-time job and put my kids in bed and I sit down and Right and right and right. And then I had the story and it only took like a month and a half. So I went on Reddit pub tips and I was looking at the discussions about how to get published. And I learned about Query Tracker. And then when I was on there, the thing that I think helped me is that I looked for new and updated agents. And what that is, is 
if someone suddenly starts accepting queries again, mm. or they're trying to trying to build their list, they're in that category. Mm. Whereas like Danielle Steele's agent is not in that category, right? Because she doesn't need, <laughs> she's like, nobody's, nobody's, she's not begging for queries or whatever. So I figured it was smart to look for someone who was looking for something also. Mm. And I was sitting on the side of the pool at the gym while my kids swam and I was querying, 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 like fitting it in wherever I could. Mm. And I did everything they say you're not supposed to. Like I blanket (laughs) sent like 40. (laughs) And I didn't know who I was sending it to. I basically searched (laughs) romance and accepting queries. Like I was like, well, if they can get it published, I don't care who they are. And now I'm seeing there might be some wasted time there because I've gotten some feedback that's like, oh, we don't do this content like at all. And so it's like, oh, well, I wasted time with that person because obviously Hallmark is not going to be, you know, someone who's really clean is not going to publish what I write. Right. But... I think they they say steamy or spicy, Randy. Yes. I like filthy because it always gives people like, oh, what? But it's true. It is a good word. It's intriguing. What I wrote and am on submission for is a romantic suspense with steam, spice, whatever. It's not like that's erotica. It's just Mm -hmm. sure doesn't hurt to have it in there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So what happened was that was like December. So I spent, I really didn't edit for very long, but I've been told I write pretty clean because I wrote for newspapers and I had to write tight and all that. Mm. So I I already had kind of a, the only difference is AP styling versus the way books are written. I'm running into that a little bit because I write like a newspaper and it's not exactly the same, but. So I got a whole bunch of rejections, but even that was really exciting because I was like, oh, someone important (laughs) is reading my stuff and they hate it, but they're reading it, you know, Gotcha. (laughs) they read my name. Um, (laughs) I had a similar experience once where Barack Obama was on the campaign trail and he came to the little town that I was writing for. And I ended up doing an interview with him on the phone when he was leaving, because that's how they do it. They do this stump thing and then they call the paper and then you interview him. And at one point, the call was kind of crappy. And he's like, uh, Brandy, uh, Brandy, are you there? And I'm like, I'm here. You're saying my name. <laughs> not very objective, I must say. But uh, it was that similar, that. like, oh, somebody's paying attention to me and my writing. And so a bunch of them were like, no, not interested. And then my agent messaged and said, she asked for a full. And I immediately sent it off because I think what I'd have done which I also don't think I was supposed to do this, but I like sent the first five chapters because I know they have guidelines, but I was like, 
<laughs> this part is important. You need to see this part to get interested in the rest. And it worked out for her at least. And so within a week, she messaged me and she called it unput downable, which I was Ooh. so excited. Damn. I know. Yeah. It was so like, I'd not had any feedback really. I had two beta readers who were very, you know, you know, in the Google docs where you can see someone commenting. Yeah. And they were up all night commenting. And I thought they just couldn't put it down. And I was Whoa. so excited by them. And then yeah. she said that, and yeah. she said she was on the subway reading it and she was like stayed on the subway and kept reading it. And I was so excited what? because I was like, oh my God, she's you... so enthusiastic. And I hadn't even finished a book before. So like to the think that I'd actually produce something that people were really engrossed in. Yeah. Cause I love when a book does that. It pulls you right in. Right. Yeah. That happens with the Dan Brown. Remember Da Vinci code? Yeah. Like that was totally. one that you just like you get yeah. sucked in and you're stuck. So yeah. that was my goal is to have something that compelling. And that's what she said is that she couldn't put it down. And here's where I think I went wrong. I was just like, okay, yes, I'll be a person. <laughs> you and had me at couldn't put it down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so then I later learned that what I should have done is mm -hmm send a nudge to everybody else I queried and yeah. say, I've got an offer of representation. And then yeah. that would move me to this top of their pile. Yeah. And then I might've been able to be more discerning about yeah. who I chose. Yeah. But I'm having so much fun with this process that I'm just like, mm -hmm. okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll <laughs> maybe if I get stuck querying again, I'll do it the right way next time. But, um, I was just so happy because I didn't expect it. This was January and I started querying in December. What? I, I love right? <laughs> right? Like, it didn't make sense. Nobody has that experience. Yeah. Oh my Everybody gosh. else rejected it though. Actually, one time <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, I sent, so I accepted representation and I sent a message to all the 40 something others. And I said, hi, I've accepted representation, so I want to withdraw. And most of them were like, okay, thanks, good luck, blah, blah, blah. But like two were like, I'm rejecting this anyway. It was like, you can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> I was like, you don't need to still reject me. I like, yeah, you're like, no, no, I reject you first. I know, I was like, oh, well, that kind of hurt. All right, well, see you later. <laughs> I love that you just didn't follow the rules and didn't even know the rules and it worked out for you anyway, because I feel like a lot of us can get like bogged down by the rules and like, what the heck, you know? I don't know. It feels similar to that when the story takes over and I'm no longer in charge kind of thing. Like this whole process unfolded without mm -hmm. um, calling the shots on it. I just kind of put it into the universe then my agent and I um, started working on improving, <laughs> making it a little bit better, which we ended up adding like 20,000 words. I kept sending her extra chapters and she kept loving them. And, and I had only had like a 55,000 word novel and I ended up 75,000, but she would be in there um, 
all hours, like she was a night owl and be adding things and even writing little notes with like emojis, like, Oh my God, I love this line. And Mm. like really encouraging. And we spent two months editing it and making it uh, cleaner, more cohesive. And then we, we sent off on submission in the first second week of March. That's where we languish now together in the trenches. It's very similar to querying. Yeah. But you have like a team now. So yeah, well, I, it feels like that too, because she sends me the emails that she gets from the editors. Like she just cop, she just CCs them and I can see kind of the working relationship that she has with them. And I can kind of get a sense of, what's being rejected why because it's basically most of its content stuff right now because my my stuff has a lot of triggers that are some imprints just don't want to go near and Mm. when it's the right one it'll be great but for the wrong one it's like they're not even going to consider it because they know their readership doesn't want anything Mm. to do with that Mm. and so I like it because I've I'm on this other Facebook group for authors on submission And Hmm. there's a lot of people like, I'm not getting any feedback. I have no idea what rejections have been. I have no, I don't know what, what the editors think of it or how many have even read it. And Hmm. I just can't even get a hold of my agent. And Hmm. mine is texting me the books that she's reading and she and I have become friends now. And so it's really, really nice because it feels like we're on this journey together. Mm -hmm that's kind of where we're at right now is just like going through those rejections. And right now I think we sent it to like 16 editors and about five have responded. So I don't know how the process is supposed to go, but it feels like yeah. be a long haul. Yeah. But that's fun, right? That's kind of like why you're in it. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. It, it is exciting for sure. So you, you didn't know, about the way you're supposed to do it, but you obviously landed with a really great agent, even though you didn't like do that second nudge round. And so like, yay, that's awesome. And that you have a 30,000 word. Is that another project you're working on with her? Yeah. So, well, I guess I have this feeling like, what if this book is just too... Yeah, this happens sometimes where people think one is going to be their debut and then it's not well received and it ends up being their second because Mm -hmm. they get an agent and the agent wants to read their stuff because they like their tone and their voice and all this stuff. And she is basically giving me feedback as I'm going about a 30,000 word work in progress. That's another romance, but without Mm -hmm. triggers. And that one is kind of inspired by my work as a nurse. Oh, and I, I was starting to write kind of like about burnout and healthcare and, and this hero idea that we have about healthcare workers and trying to do something about the reality of what it's like to do that kind of work and, and who you become and, and a love story around that world. Kind of, you know, kind of like the Titanic, but the mm. hospital is what's sinking and then the right. love story is in the middle, you know. Okay, yeah, but, so- um Less icy waters, more ice, more intubation. Yeah. Like 
And so I have an idea. I know exactly what that story is. I know exactly what the, like the conflict, the resolution, all that. Mm. And I just can't, I, I haven't fallen in love with those characters. Their dialogue isn't flowing naturally. And I don't know, it's kind of, mm. so I kind of put it away. Mm. And I was sitting at the park with the other moms watching our kids play after picking up up from school. And I was telling them about this hot soccer coach that I was watching. I um, was like, this is, I don't know if you've seen Ted Lasso, but it's like, Oh yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So the thing about the premier league and all those leagues is that those guys, when they age out of that, they need jobs. And I'm in a bougie part of California where they have like competitive soccer. They mm. ship these guys in from the UK. So I'm sitting oh. on the sidelines watching like, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. <laughs> He's here. He's there. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to sit here till like all night watching this because they're so cute. And then they start talking and they get cuter. <laughs> and true. I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to sign up. I don't care how much, how expensive this soccer league is. Cause it's, it's too expensive. It's just eight year olds. Who cares? But they're bougie parents, they, whatever. And then someone goes, Oh my God, what is that? Your next novel? And I was like, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh and God, so now I'm at like 20,000 words there because I've like, I got so yeah. excited about the idea of Roy Kent coming to the States and falling in love with one of the soccer moms. Oh my gosh. You could mm-hmm. pitch that to Netflix too, because that would be a good third season. Oh, I can't wait. I love uh, how you shared how getting that joy of getting excited about an idea. And I think like every time it's almost like you're falling in love, right? Every time that a new idea gets to that point where it's, it's got some legs right and, and it's coming alive because i think we have often like lots of little ideas that don't quite make the cut but when you have one like that right i think that's the joy of it isn't it well and i think that's why it's so hard when it isn't embraced because it's like this little baby that you birthed from your own little brain mm-hmm. and somebody's like no it's not good and you're like yes it is you liar <laughs> and, um, and especially with my first thing it was very um like emotional writing that and so I was uh, so one of them said it wasn't compelling and I'm like people can't even sleep because it's so good so whatever <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say those things to myself until I believe them so whatever your loss and then I read all those stories about J.K. Rowling and Stephen King and all the rejections. And I remind myself, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone has that self-doubt. Yeah. So you sound like you're doing a lot of writing, but you also mentioned you're a nurse and a mom. So are you still doing the nursing full-time? Yeah. Yeah. I'm full-time. I'm also the union rep and um, the unit council president. So it's really helpful that I work in California, where I actually get my breaks at work. When I worked in Indiana, we did not. They just deducted 30 minutes and said we got a break and we 
said, okay, thanks. May I have another? Um, but here I actually get a break and I can bring my laptop and sit and write when I can on my break if I get inspired. But also um, on my phone, I have the Google Docs app. So I just kind of like jot it down when I can. Um, but most of my writing right now is happening because I pay for a gym membership and I do make myself work out because they judge me if I don't, but mostly I'm there writing because they have like a cafe. <laughs> so it's funny because I dropped my kid off. My other ones are at school. I dropped my kid off and they're like, where are you going to be working out? And I'm like, the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not a thin person, so I can see it on their face. Like, girl, get upstairs, get on the treadmill. <laughs> so I do a little treadmill first, and then I sit and write. But I'm writing while I'm walking, right? Like all of us, we're thinking about what's going to come out. Totally. But when I'm having a good week, I try to get four days that I'm at least an hour of writing in that space, which is is the only way I'm getting writing done probably right now. I love it. And so what, when you look at yourself before you started writing, when you were focused on the nursing and now you have this other whole life like going on, you know, you're on submission, you're getting your new stories out. You go, like, how do you see yourself as having changed? You know, it's interesting because it feels like there was a part of myself that was buried and I dug her back up and she got buried by, you know, just circumstances of life. And now I've got this part of myself that I'm exploring again. And it's so exciting to see. I don't know if you have this experience, but I will go away from a piece that I'm working on. And then I come back like a week later and I'm like, I don't remember writing that, but that's good. Like, what is that? And it feels like I'm rediscovering like this other piece of myself, like this part of my brain that was turned off and it's turned back on and it's not a nurse or it's not a mom or it's not a wife. It's this little piece of myself that had been so quiet for so long. And so it's really, really exciting. And I, I think even if you love the work that you're doing, if you're doing it for someone else or for a paycheck or whatever. It's, it's a chore. A lot of the time it's got a schedule. You have to make it work. You have to worry about childcare, all that stuff. But what I'm doing with the writing is really about me. And it's nice because moms don't get to do that a lot. We don't get to make our own emotional health, a good priority, a big priority in our life. And so I guess I'm just like nurturing that that little piece of myself and like dragging it up from the grave and like cleaning it off and <laughs> making it new again. So that's kind of what the process has felt like emotionally. It kind of makes the days, um, the tedium of working and mothering and all that kind of less, less monotonous, I guess. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is the part where I'm supposed to pretend I love everything about parenthood and I never get bored with it. Ew, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I had someone say the other day, oh, you seem so eager to go and be away from your kids. And I'm like, is there a question? <laughs> like, 
Is it everyone? Yeah. Everyone. everyone? Like, I get to just write all day. Are you kidding? I know. The people that don't want to do that are weird. They're the wrong ones, not us. I think they're lying. Yeah, they're just repressing something. Exactly. So um, if you could give yourself one piece of advice, then what would it be? (sighs) Writing sprints, like setting a 30-minute timer. You don't know what's going to come out of you. Like you just almost have to just open that portal and let whatever's going to come out for 30 minutes. We all have 30 minutes. If we put TikTok down, if we put, you know, our, you don't need to watch Netflix tonight. You can give yourself 30 minutes and see what kind of crazy story is lingering in your brain that wants to come out. And that has been really fun. And I, I think finding a community is another big thing because it's been really fun to feel like, especially with other moms that they understand where I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to fit it in. And Mm -hmm. if I even should, because there's always something else I could be doing with my time for somebody else. I could be working on projects at the kid's school, or I could be cleaning the house more. I could do anything. So finding someone who understands, uh, what it's like to try and give yourself permission to, do what you want with writing. But the other thing that I'm still working on, if I give myself advice, is to stop editing while I write. Mm. <laughs> because I go back and read it to get myself in the mindset. And so I'm feeling the story move forward. But then mm. I stop. Yeah. And I start revising. And then I don't actually get my words in. Mm. So those are the things that I'm kind of learning as I go. And all of those things were for from other people that I am trying to make work in my own life. Right. Yeah. Those are good pieces of advice. I haven't tried the 30 minutes. I'll have to uh, keep that one in mind next time. And where can people catch up to you? Oh God. Okay. So I'm supposed to be developing like this whole presence, right? The only thing that I've kind of done enough is author Dyer Anderson on TikTok. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Brandy. I am always encouraged by moms who remind us that you can get this writing stuff done without stressing too much about it. In fact, that may just be our superpower. Okay, so here are the top takeaways. Number one, if you are looking for an agent on Query Tracker, look for new and updated agents as they are the folks that are most likely to be open to accepting new clients. Number two, and if you do get an offer of representation, let everyone else you have queried know before you accept, a gentle nudge can get you to the top of their piles and it may wind up with you connecting with an agent who's an even better fit. Number three, speaking of agents, if you are on submission and yours is not telling you what's going on, ask them. That is totally okay. Number four, if you do have a novel that's on submission, don't delay, get started on the next project because you never know which one is actually going to be the one that gets picked up by a publisher first. Number five, writing time hack, pay for gym membership. Number six, writing sprints are a great way to open the portal. Even 30 minutes can do it. Number seven, find your community. And number eight, stop editing while you're right. If you can take a moment now to rate or review this podcast on Apple or Spotify, that would really help me out. 
thanks to everyone who has already submitted a review. I noticed I've got all the way up till 10 this week, which is super great. Thank you so much for taking the time for those of you which did. I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy writing.